Alright, one second, hold on. I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Yes, that's right, folks. <laughs> Keep it going, man. I'm, I'm, I'm your down. Shit. <laughs> your, your shit does work. But we ain't working. I think Fonzo's taking a little break, even though it's the very beginning of the podcast. And this is where you all expect him to say, welcome to the Bad Boys Podcast, where we randomly rant on all things movies. Um, I have no idea what episode it is, and I never give a shit, but it's way up there. So I am your host, Harley Martin, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. Fonzo's somewhere back there. Mike Lowry. And, and who Tony, else is AKA actually MCP. on the podcast? All right. we're on, we're, it is 389, by the way. 389, episode 389 coming at you. <laughs> Are you hosting? Did you already go? Yeah, we already started. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. We already, you know, and we ran all these movies, introduced ourselves. I introduced you because I knew you were, you know, coming soon. So Beautiful. It's rock and roll. <laughs> Everybody want to rock and roll. Helping him. There we go. Um, yeah, what else we got? Um, tonight, I think, is the uh, the big the big hubaloo about uh, the big uh, the big. Uh, what is the Joker saying, Batman? Spit it out! <laughs> Spit it out! Um, shit! What is the Joker saying? Showdown, the OK Corral. No, no, no. He goes uh, the big Dukeroo. <laughs> That's what it is. Big Dukeroo. When we're going. You got to, me in one corner and then the other corner. The Batman. So we're going to crown this, uh, this month's champion. Mm-hmm. Either someone's going to retain the title or. Or somebody's going to lose it. And, uh, I think right now Art has a pretty commanding lead. Correct. He is in the lead with 12 points. Yeah. And, uh. You know who's the closest next to him? Donaldo. With three points. <laughs> and bringing up the rear. Yeah, no shit. Our boy from Hobbit Town. Oh, poor guy. Two points. That's that's no bueno. Oh, I mean, he's shining with the belt. He's shining, you know. He's saucing. He's swagging. Yeah. Gucci so. gang. But wait, I'm confused. Did we really start? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. All right, yeah. get going. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, never really did start. I know Tony. Tony had the music, and then we were just dead silent for like twenty seconds before I was like, <laughs> "All right, I might as well start talking." <laughs> I said, "Let's Beautiful. see what happens." I just hit the button. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Keep keep him on his toes. You know, good <laughs> job, Tony. Yeah, yeah. So. on his toes. All right, well, Harley. What do we got going on this evening besides that? Well, we got a couple movies reviewing. Uh, I don't know about extras. Um, I didn't see anything extra. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no um, extra. I start nothing. a lot of stuff, but don't finish. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of stuff you start with the kids. Um, no. Oh, you just 
Where do you, is it a is it a, a sleepy thing where you just fall asleep? No. Why is it that you don't finish the shit? I uh, I have to take a shit, oh. or <laughs> I don't give a shit, or <laughs> or I am the shit, or I don't know. You know, I'm trying to think back. I don't have the what's that called? Oh yeah, time. I start a movie. I got to go pick up the kids. Oh. I start a movie. They're hungry. They're just I running out of time. Yeah. I need their butts need wipe. Yeah. It's like, it's never ending. It's, yeah. you know, so no, that's one. If you really wanted to know, if you want to, I'm going to break it down for you. Well, no, I'm, I'm, my only curiosity is, is it a situation where you just are bored oh, with I the movie? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, or, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Right. Turns it off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think about Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And then, uh, I think, was it Tony you picked The Vault? Yep. So we'll, we'll talk briefly about The Vault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> briefly, and, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. I don't that's think we got anything. I, uh, I have a, I have a, a job I have to attend to tomorrow. I am. I'm gainfully employed again. Yeah, record scratch. So, speaking of record scratch, how'd that go for you? How'd that turn out? What's that? You're posting your um, your mix on the Patreon oh, page. Oh, I don't know. Did the guys like it? Did you guys listen to it? How'd you like it? Well, I'm reading the comments, and all it says, "You train wrecking motherfucker, you." Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. You don't know what that Shit, means? I forgot to I listen to it. I'm gonna have to listen to it while oh. working while I work tomorrow. Tony, Tony had a long drive to LA. It would have been perfect time for him to listen to it. Wouldn't you say, Harley? No, yes, I didn't. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just have one? What? A long That's drive back from LA? Yeah. Yeah. Guess who listened to it? You listened? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to use it on me. <laughs> you listening to 90s, 90s, you said. Yeah, liquid metal octane, fucking busting your eardrums. Yeah, why'd you stay awake? Uh, I thought maybe it was your, you know, pump up track on the way up. Oh, uh, um, when I can't take a dump, I play it, and then it works for some reason. <laughs> Weird. Why is uh, that, Harley? Uh, I got no idea. Because <laughs> because Harley's got the drops. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I thought Tony had the drops. Um. BRRR. Will, will we hear about your Los Angeles trip in the weekends? Of course. Okay. Cool. And yeah, Tony, I, I think, think you had a weekend too, right? I had a pretty uh, packed weekend, yeah. Another thing we're going to do on a podcast is help my boy read and with with American hip hop culture because it seemed to be very um, intrigued by Oh, it. yes. <laughs> so hmm. for today's lesson, read. Um, apparently, in a lot of new rap songs today, I don't know if it's a it's a genre called trap. Um, but apparently, a lot of rappers are named Lil. You know, I think we established that already. But also, the word skirt comes up a lot. A lot of the songs, I don't know why. It just does. When my when Crew starts writing rhymes, he in between songs or a couple of rhymes here and there, it's skirt. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like, that, it's, but the, I feel like the, it's the lazy. The B R R R too. Burr. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it's just being lazy. I try it though, Harley. Try it. So tonight we're going to listen to um, uh, what we think about the curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> here, here, try to drop it on this. Broken glass hit. everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. No? Ooh. Is that sounds a new like song? A, sounds like a journal. <laughs> Somebody's journaling. Wait, why are you reading your journals, Tony? I think, she, I think she read it too too fast. That's... Wait a minute, that's a... Broken that's a... glass everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. That was a, that was a better speed. Oh, Harley, do you know that? I'm stumped. That's the first half of the verse. Now, is this I'll, a rap song? Yeah, I'll play the next part. If you can't get, if you if you need more more hint. Yeah, we got another. One. You, yeah, you need another one. All right, I got my hand over the. Rats buzzer. in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies oh. in the alley with a baseball bat. Uh, I tried uh, to get away, but I. Harley says he knows it. No, 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 no. Um, I don't know. Keep playing. Keep playing. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with a tow truck repossessed my car. <laughs> Wait, is it uh, 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 taller by Skilo? Nope. I wish I was a baller. No. No. Okay. If, you you got to get it now. This will this will give it to you. Oh damn. No. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. To the edge. I'm, I'm trying, trying not, not to lose, to lose my, my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. <laughs> it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. I feel like that's how Reed hears hip hop, like our hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to explain to him when we're playing the songs, you know? It just sounds like that, like lame, like that slow, you know? It's what like, does Reed listen to? Like Gucci what? gang. What's? That's a good question. Ask him. Reed, what do you listen to? Tune in. Tell tell us. Let us know. <laughs> Tune in. Tune us. in. <laughs> do something. Tell him something, Joe. <laughs> so we can play songs that he'll like. Let me ask you this. What do you think he listens to? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I'm New sure Zealand. I'm sure they have traditional pop music, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's uh maybe he's a country guy. Maybe he's a hard rock guy, maybe no, no, it's asked you to pick one. If I had to pick one, I say he's got the Hamilton and the Moana soundtrack on repeat. If I had, to, if I had to mm. guess, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say hard rock. I'm gonna think like he's like a like a hard rock kind of guy, you know, like a Metallica yeah. or something. If he's completely curious, completely clueless about hip hop, called hip hop. Whoa. <laughs> What oh, happened? There? Oh, I, no! What happened was I had like three or four pints three or four hours ago, and so ah, I'm okay. I'm three or four minutes away from falling asleep. So okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of the opposite of hip hop and you know hard rock. So I'm gonna go okay. hard rock. Okay, Man, Tony, Fee. let us know. Yeah, yeah. You agree, Tony? Are you thinking sure. he's more of a dance music kind of guy? Uh, sure. Mm-mm. No? No, not a dance music kind of guy. Why not? Because if he if he was into dance music, well, I don't know. I mean, my people, 
that listen to my kind of dance music. You mean white people? No, 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 no. Like <laughs> deep, like like old school deep house kind of stuff. Uh-huh. They're they're rooted in hip hop. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the the two are. Are those bands still together from way back when? I used to listen to. Like what bands? Like I don't know, Sandra Cox, Paul Oakenfold, Deep oh, Dish. No bands. Those are like individual people, not bands. Oh, deep Dish. <laughs> uh, no, they they split up uh, probably over ten years ago and started doing solo. I mean, both Fucking of them are successful. Bullshit. Both of them are successful DJs on their own. Are they? But, Why they break yeah. up? Uh, they just went their own ways. I mean, oh. they just if if you if you go back and listen um and interview them their styles were very different at the time um and that's what made their sets as a as as a group so to speak was so so interesting and so enjoyable was you could listen to old school deep house which was really Sharam's thing but then dubfire he was really like the techno kind of guy gotcha. so we we'd, we'd see these real eclectic mixes which yeah. was really what inspired me to make my crazy mixes gotcha um and so but as they split sharam went more mainstream house and dubfire started his own record label called cytec and made minimalist techno mm, sounds like somebody pushed him over the over edge. the edge yeah <laughs> so he was hopefully trying not to lose his head thank you sir so yeah and a lot of those, you know, DJs that were popular 20 years ago are, you know, 40, 50 years old now. And, yeah. you know, sort of either, to, you know, what's what's popular changes mm-hmm. every couple years. And so if you want to be a popular DJ, your tastes have to change with the times. Skirt. And uh, a lot of those... A lot of those people, their styles didn't really evolve. They didn't, they stayed the same. They, you know, so. Then ushered in the new, you know, Swedish house mafia EDM stuff that Tony is so familiar with. So, But yeah, that's right. You are listening to the dance music podcast where we randomly rant on all things dance music. All right. So homework. Tony had the homework. Yeah, I had it. I guess I still have it. I'm going to get it. You chose it no problem, too. You had it right in your docket. You were ready to go. You yeah, like always. Down, like every week. Just, I'm prepared. Last week, you you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, this was from 2017. Um, it's available on Netflix. Two estranged sisters are forced to rob a bank in order to save their brother. But this is no ordinary bank. Scott Franco in it. It's like it's a weird like combination of heist and then crime and and then a thriller and and a horror you know, ghost a ghost movie. Yeah. Um. So did you, now Tony, what made you pick this? Did you see a trailer? Did you like? Did was the name catchy? Is, I, mean, I saw it as I was scrolling through. I mean, I saw this one um, a while ago. Uh, on my Netflix feed and I mean it just didn't interest me at the time but I'm like yeah I'll make these motherfuckers watch it <laughs> so I put it on my That's list my of time, homework Pitch. homework potentials That's it he's got a list algorithm homework <laughs> potentials 
yeah, good algorithm um, for that. For your the only the, uh, the only requirement is that none of us have watched it. So, yeah, <laughs> done. That's that's all there I need. Beautiful. So, what did you think, Tony? Yeah, what did I think? Um... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's like, yeah, question. what did I think? It's <laughs> written and directed. It's written and directed by the same guy. Dan Bush. That's always a good sign, right, guys? That's mm. usually a good sign. We always love that. We have been a fan of that in the past, yes. What about this case, Tony? It was all right. I, I mean, it, 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 like I said, I mean, I kind of summed it up real quickly. It's a weird combination of the, the bank heist and the thriller and the, and the, uh, and the ghost story, uh, ghost horror movie. Um, the, you're kind of like, I always use the, the whole time. I always of, use the term supernatural. Supernatural, yeah, supernatural, exactly. And um, at the, right from the beginning, you're, you you see James Franco. You, you, you the intro credits are throwing all these images on screen, so you're going, "Ooh, okay, what's all this shit?" You know, yeah. might, this might get pretty heavy. Um, and and then it it does a weird like flash as it shows James Franco in one of the first scenes. And it makes you think like it's his memory or something. So it had a weird, um, like it set you up for to to start thinking like, okay, what's going, what's going on? Like my mind was already going. Um, it, it it it. I don't know. It didn't keep it didn't keep me engaged as much as I would have liked it to because of that part. Because I kept going back to it. Like yeah, but that motherfucker he had he what that was in his memory. What's going on? Um. But uh, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it, um, so I'll say it was all right. It kept me entertained. Um, it does follow the a bank heist at the beginning, and then it starts creeping into the supernatural part, um, and it ends up very meh, but it was a dollar for me. Like it entertained me up to not, the not, ending, and yeah. then I was like, "Oh, that's what it was." Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was watching it, I didn't see a trailer. You know, just going right into it, didn't read a synopsis. So in the beginning, I'm like, "Okay, it's, it's a low budget, you know, a crime heist movie." I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a chance." And then the acting starts, and people are talking, and you're like, "Oh boy, here we go." You know, the guy. Uh, Helping out the chick with the terrible blonde wig. I'm like, man, does anybody else reckon, see this terrible blonde wig? Like, you can't be serious. And then the guy, then he gets, starts to get a little bit better. The guy that's um, hiring for the job. Because at first I'm like, oh, man, somebody, somebody with acting chops better come in. Then Clifton Collins shows up. <laughs> I think he's he's funny whenever he shows up. Well, he's a good um, actor, but his performance sucks yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? It's, 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 it's like, yeah. I can, like... You think like bad material, like you can overcome it. You're being a good actor, you know. But maybe you're reading and going, "Oh man, this just sounds bad." Or it's like, "Fuck, it's a paycheck." You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, it's. A, I I think the opposite. You know, we've said before, we've seen good filmmakers get good performances out of relatively shitty actors. I mean, you know, um, you know, we've seen Spielberg's do. We've seen Cameron's do. We've seen, you know, I mean, name a non Michael Bean. Cameron or you know film that Cameron didn't direct where you're like yeah he's awesome in that and he's look at his credits it's mm, fucking through yeah. the roof and he just yeah. never did anything besides that you know what I mean yeah. Or, yeah you know I mean look at Mark Wahlberg in in The Departed you know <laughs> I mean 
we've seen <laughs> good filmmakers get good. I know you're right. I mean, yeah, it's freaking Scorsese makes more Wahlberg like an actual like an actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and and so I think the opposite can hold true to a certain degree. If you get a if you give a decent actor shitty material and a shitty director, they can't make it shine that much. I mean, you know. Right. Well, yeah. So the thing is, so yeah, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll overlook. It. I'm like, no big deal, you know, whatever. Because I like, I like crime movie, especially the Robin the Bank. And I'm like, oh, this is a different take. There's more people in it. There's a fire. Go- they started the fire in the beginning, so like, cops would get distracted from that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then you see some fire fighters. Um, they're part of the heist too. They're dressed up as firefighters. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I'm, I'm liking this take. I'm like, this because is it's different. just a straightforward heist film. Yeah, because yeah, it's like there's no big locations. I mean, you see Clifton walk to the car, but he's already in his car. He's not – you didn't see – you know, it's one of those movies where it feels like it's really closed in, right? It's not a big open world kind of deal, Mm-mm. you know, it's kind yeah, of compared to like video yeah. games, but it's just a little – it's a, it's a little contained. And I – yeah, I like that. So um, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like Tara Manning, she's doing a good job of being, you know, annoyed and pissed off at tellers. And I'm like, okay. She's uh, she's the, the strongest actor in the entire – in the whole movie. She's yeah. the best. She's the best performance. I mean, Franco. Like, I feel like. Jesus his... Christ! Are you are you reviewing or is it my turn? What the well, fuck? sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Down. Well, no, I'm, just... done. I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, was no, just... I, lose, I lose my points when you're fucking talking. No, you, like, no, no, take no, over. It's like. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> Your shit's. How do you say it? <laughs> he squirts. <laughs> He does. <laughs> we got the squirter here. Bird squirt. <laughs> I just think it's S K R R R. I'm guessing. I don't know. Like I, I got to think of a song that has it. So yeah, maybe any every little pump song. I don't know. But I uh, see. I already forgot what I was saying. Harley, why don't you go ahead and review it now? Uh, you were so just talking back. about. Uh, you were just explaining like the beginning with with Taryn Manning and she's okay. like, yeah, screaming yeah. at the tellers and. That's right. So yeah, I'm into it. I'm going into it, and then I'm like. I remember, like, they set up a little bit of the horror element, or, you know, they, they referenced something about that. You know, Franco said something. So, like, okay. So, you have that in the back of your head. I mean, because it's, like, seeing the vault, and you see... Well, you see the cover of Netflix. When you when you go into it, it's got a guy with a creepy mask. So, kind of already then, you kind of think something's going on, you know? Um, so, I'm like, okay. The, uh, underneath a bank of vaults, that could be kind of scary. Um, but a couple minutes in, and I'm, like, doing the thing where, you know, you're twiddling your thumbs, or... It's losing interest, you know. You want to pick up your phone, and it's like that can't be good, you know. And I'm like, what happened? Where did they go wrong? Is it me? Is it something else? Like, I was into it, and then all of a sudden, I don't really care anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It was odd. So, I'll let you go on, then I can finish it. But that's that's kind of where I left off. Well, because I'm exactly in the exact same boat as you. Like, oh, okay, first twenty minutes of the movie, I'm like, all right, cool, you know. Uh, Taryn Manning's got the little eye tattoo and she's screaming and yelling. Um, the, the Clint Eastwood's daughter. Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Francesca Eastwood, the one with the, was wearing the wig. Okay. She, uh, and ironically she was born in Reading, which is like an hour and a half South of us where the girls oh, used to live. No way. Mm-hmm. And her mom, you'd recognize her. She's an actress. Anyways. Um, no, I'm digging the first 20 minutes of the film. Like we're introducing the characters. Um, you know, you're starting to see the, you're starting to realize that the, the organ, the group robbing the bank, there's, there's some agenda behind it, but they're also not, they're not getting along so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm digging it. And then, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh yeah, James Franco's in this. 
<laughs> oh, and he's gone. I mean, he. I think he shot the entire movie, his part, in, in probably a day, maybe two days. I mean, his role, he's a cameo, essentially. Um, uh, and then they start hinting at the movie kind of changes direction. And they're like, okay, now we're going to introduce the 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 supernatural element of it. And, and we're going to get all the cliche, the jump scares, the it's dark, the, you know, somebody's, George, is that you? You know, they see a shadow and they're like, George, George, if that's you, this isn't funny anymore. And it's like, oh, I've seen this fucking a million times and it's not compelling and the characters are not compelling enough because we're not really spend enough time with them, you know? Right. Um, and then, and then the supernatural element really comes. And then the movie's full on horror movie with the supernatural element. Mm-hmm. And at that point, did that bother you? Yeah. Yeah. It annoyed the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Cause, it, Cause at that point I'm like, well, what the fuck? What do you want to be? Like, come on filmmaker. What do you want to <laughs> do? You want to be the, the, the bank robber movie, which I'm kind of digging, you know, but you know, you're going to, like you said, you know, after you've you're you know you're in the bank within five minutes, ten minutes of the film. Now you need to start developing characters. Now you need to start you know moving that story along. But twenty five minutes into the film, they're like, "Skirt, we're going to change the story <laughs> to this supernatural." There's haunted, you know. Right, Tony. Um, real quick, Tony, how did you feel about that? That switch it didn't bother you, or you kind of already knew going in. Well, I mean, I, I guess past it. I guess at some point <laughs> yeah. I was expecting it to happen because right. it's that's how they kind of sold the film. Sure, you know, it's a oh they're gonna rob a bank, but little did they know that the it's haunted and it's like okay, yeah. I, it's gonna happen somewhere in the right. film. It's gonna go from that to that. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I was kind of expecting the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, were I kinda, you programming while watching it, Tony? No, you actually sat there and watched it. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> did uh did you did your missus watch it with you? Uh yeah, she did. What did she think? About the same. Like she was mm. she was kind of into it trying to figure out, you know, who the who the ghost was type thing. Um mm. So that's what kept her engaged and that's yeah. by proxy kept me engaged a bit. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a cool premise. I mean, you know, I'm not I don't have a problem with that. It's just I don't know if it was the way it was executed or I just like maybe I wanted something more when I was watching. I don't know. Like I because you you're watching the heist. I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to get away with it? You know, and then somehow that supernatural element starts happening. You're like, wait, are we going to go back to the heist? Are we going to finish? Like, are we going to just go all supernatural now? Because I'm like, okay, you know, change it up. But I guess it's weird, right? It's like. I mean, if you want to use the vault, right? How else are you going to get in there with a bunch of people, right? You have to do kind of like a heist, right? To have more people in there. Mm, right. So, um, yeah. Well, and I, I I, I'll say this too. The ending felt yeah. very sort of cliche, yeah. you know, and so that, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. So, um, yeah, it was a full-on waste of time for me. Full. Like a that low waste of time. would be a waste of time. Oh shit! They're gonna say more. I took a bite. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they more. <laughs> you're just used to me uh, 
rambling on. No, I, you know, it's, it's like I said. Um, I mean, ironically, yeah, the the Taryn Manning character. I don't know what else she's done, but she was she her performance was compelling. Chris is familiar Orange with from new, Orange, Orange is the New, new Black. Black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in that. Um, yeah, and she's good in it. I mean, she's genuinely like sort of <clears throat> the the Eastwood girl. She was sort of the the boss, so to speak. She's terrible. She's and she's not even pretty on the eyes. Her, me and Chris kept commenting on like her weird. Her eyes were like fucking oh, here we go. three three feet away from each Another other. Another Amanda Seyfried. Here we go. No, Look you in Hayden girl's eyes. What the hell? I'm just saying, if your eyes are like 14 inches apart from each other, they're like on the. She looked like a like a horse with her eyes on the side of her head. Oh, geez. wasn't wasn't a good look, and her performance was shitty. And so I was like, the only reason why you're an actress is because your fucking dad's an actor. So there you go. Um, Clifton Collins Damn. Jr. He's he's like Franco. He's 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 a cameo okay. that he mails. And so I, I I'm done eating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, waste of time for me too. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> that would be a waste of time. You know, I give it a dollar because that's what I said at the end of the movie when I watched it. You know, everybody. Actually, we had um, Lainey's little brother. Uh, we were babysitting him. And, uh, for the better part of the last, last week. Um, and so he watched it with us too. And so we finished the film and we all kind of went like, eh, again, like, yeah, but I guess we were entertained for most of it. So we give it a dollar, but I ran it through my metrics cause I, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to make that's what you do. Yeah. That, you're but I've, but I'm, I've tr- been trying to be consistent instead of doing it at the end of the year, you know, for, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. and it got a 2.5, which is right mm-hmm. smack in between a dollar and a waste of time. Damn. And so you, you you grade on a curve? Well, well, that's the thing. Someone's got it's it's almost like a tiebreaker. You know, I need it needs it needs yeah something else. It and I'm gonna and I'm going to <laughs> and, I'm there, gonna, and there's no TNA in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to save um, our listeners the pain of watching the movie No Tits, it's a waste of time. I'm gonna, oh, re- I'm gonna retract my dollar. In? I'm retracting it. Oh, yeah. you retracted. And wow. I will say this too. Because I will, I'm proud. I'm proud of you, Tony. I'm proud of you. <laughs> the, the horror element of it, it's not good. It's, it's, you know, there's no like good blood and guts. There's no like good kill scenes. You know, what it's I mean? half-assed in all the different genres it tried to do, which didn't add up to a whole. Yeah, exactly. That would yeah. be a waste of time. Now, does everyone guess this correct? No. No. no there'll be some there'll be some dollars in there for sure. Okay. Um Fontoni's or excuse me. Donaldo, he's I'm gonna think he's gonna go one for three. Did you okay. hear his massive racism slipping right there? What do me? you mean? He said Fon Tone Donaldo. <laughs> All the Mexicans. <laughs> all the Mexicans. <laughs> Except Donaldo, of course. I know. And then Donaldo Salvador is. Sorry, so, all the brown people <laughs> came out of his mouth first. Wow. wow. Are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? There you go. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, none of the guys are going to get three for three. There yeah. might be. Read art might get a two out of three, but I I think um I think I this art, is the first time all three, three. Of us have given a movie a waste of time. Right, no, that is true. So it's oh, you long. know what? You're right. Fuck. Now I still I stay with mine. I think already goes three for three. 
All right. I don't so think anybody does. Who do we start okay. with? Um, order of that they let's left go. Left. Reed first. He has the lowest point. He needs to catch up. All right. So here comes Reed. You know he's a champ. He, right, he's no, got to no, double down. Except for none of us gave it a pile of shit. You'll <laughs> see. Uh, hey guys, Reed here. Um, I don't know what was going on last week with my cell phone reception, um, but uh, hopefully it's a bit. No, it's good. Um, oh, homework this joking. week. What's that? I said, please tell me he was just stuttering, and pretending he was joking. Yeah, he was stuttering. He, he was, was Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, not it again. Is the vault? I don't know what this is. I just had a look at it on IMDb. Neither <laughs> uh, do we. Look to have a whole lot of love behind it. Um, I read some reviews. I read the synopsis, and I was like, do you know what? I think all three this week are giving this a waste of time. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> nice job. <laughs> First time in Bad Boys history. And Way he to go. go. That's a that's a that's a that could bounce him back. You know, yeah. is that a bonus point? Is that a bonus point for getting all of them? Yeah, right? yeah. It's four bonus point for all three. Oh, I don't have any more max draw. Uh, let's see. What'd you say? Buttons. Three this week are giving this a waste of time. I fucking love that. He said he read reviews and read the synopsis, and he was like, oh, fuck this movie. These guys <laughs> are giving it a waste of time. <laughs> Dude, he lucked out, though, because I, I was giving it a dollar, but I was like, no. I'm, I'm, and, and I changed it. So, nice work. I don't have any more than that. Um, exactly. All right, there we go. So, Nalo... Nalo That's next. why he's a champ, right? Yes. Champ's next. All right, here we go. What's up, See bad boy podcast? This is your current point leader, Art, uh, uh, calling in with this know. week's review. And let's go with homework. None other than the glorious MCP pick this movie called The Vault. I haven't had a chance to see it. Going up. Wait, I, I missed that part. What did he say? Uh, podcast, this is your current points leader, Art, calling in when this week's review. And let's go with homework, none other than the glorious MCP pick this movie <laughs> called The Vault. I haven't had a chance to see it. Going up to the champ to keep up his winning ways. The Vault looks pretty crazy. Looks like he could be a good time. Uh, so I'm going to go with MCP himself. He picked the movie. Uh, he could be hypercritical. Uh, this is a kind of a hard one. I'm going to say he gave it a waste of time. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go on to Fonzo. I think Fonzo could dig it. It's an all right time. No, nothing too crazy. I'm going to say he gave it a dollar. And same oh, thing. Bitch. Dang. Same with Harley. Oh, I'm going to say he gave it a dollar. So... Mm. Ooh, oh. A dollar from Harley, too. Mm-mm. That's it for homework. Tony, uh, turn that buzzer down a, a smidge. <laughs> I heard your little, you hurt your little ears. Oh yeah, I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Here comes Donaldo. Donaldo, he's gonna get all three right. No, oh, wrong one. What's up, bad boys? Donaldo here. Uh, hope you guys had a good weekend. So let's see. The Vault. Never seen it. 
in the previous though. Um, I know Fonzo, he likes James Franco, so I think he's going to give Walt a dollar, and I think Harley will give it a waste of time. Curious case. The curious case of Ben... Oh, nope, stop it. Oh, whoa, what was, what was your pick? He said he gave, He said dollar. both me and Tony a waste of time, so he, he got two out of three. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he so got two out of three. Points. Two points. Art's got one point. Reed's got four points. That's good. Yeah. That was good. Impressive rounds. All right. Absolutely. Do we I need to like start to see? <laughs> do we, or do we need to start keeping right. track of points of you guys guessing their guesses? Oh, if I could quote the great <laughs> Tony, fuck all that, man! I got time to fucking do all that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a point. <laughs> oh, now you are tracking, Tony. See, you want? I don't to. track it. I just ding it. <laughs> just ding it. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I got the bell and the buzzer. It. You just ding it. There you go. I love it. I ain't tracking. I just ding it. I just wing it. Skirt. B R R R. So who chose the extra credit? So I did. Um, I've seen this probably. Why did? Oh. That's not what I wanted. It said skirt, so I pushed it, and that's not what it said. Whoops. And it's still going, motherfucker. That was epic. Phew. Tony, you got anything else? <laughs> Sorry. All right, if you're giving me the chance, oh, yeah, let me push it. Holly doesn't like being interrupted. Excuse me. <laughs> there it is. Stop! Oh, there you go. Nice. There it is. Come on, Tony, hit me. Come on. Stop! There it is. See? There you go, NZ Reed. That's what the kids are listening to these days. That's what they're listening to. So, so yeah. um, You know, we're obviously big fans of Fincher. And um, this is an interesting film because it's not one of his... It's not what I would call a traditional Fincher film. It's not Seven. It's not, you know, Zodiac. It's not, you know. Did it involve a serial killer? Yeah, Fight Club. I mean, it's 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 not this uh, uber-violent, horrible, you know, the worst in humanity. I mean, even like his last film, Gone Girl, yeah. is, is about this horrible, horrible, inhumane, you know, woman. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting um, – you know, once we get into the review a little bit, um, Chris, all four of us watched this, and um, Chris, at the end, Chris was felt a little, a little, uh, a little dry. Mm. And um, and after we talked about it, I was like, you know what, that's a good point. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, that's a really good point. It does have a little Fincher, a little, a little taste of it. And, um, for sure. And I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later, but there's one specific um, scene where I felt that I, I totally forgot that this was a Fincher film and I thought it that, and I'll uh, point it out once we get to it, but yeah, I felt there's one scene in particular. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious what you think. So, um, I, I think it's a tough one because you know, it's typical Fincher attention to detail, Mm -hmm. Um, the acting, the performances, the the screenplay, everything is on point. You know, um, you know, detail, detail, detail. Um, 
um, it's we've seen this story done before. We've seen, you know, I always I always relate it to um, um, uh, Forrest Gump, um, mm. except for you know almost told backwards. You know the right. uniqueness of, of his aging thing. But other than that, it's it's the life and the times of this character and the people he meets and you know his family and and the struggles he goes through and it's it's a period film you know he's born you know right before world war one essentially or right at the end of world war one and um you know he lives through world war two and and so um and it also addresses the interesting thing where and we all the three of us can relate to this where we look back at ourselves when we were in our 20s in our late teens and and i go man if i could go back in time and and have those make those decisions again if i you know go back and be 20 years old again knowing what i know now you know what i mean yeah yeah of course you know you know it's like you're so much smarter you're so much wiser and when you're young and you're pretty you're naive and ignorant you know and and i like the scene where he was like no i won't lie i had a woman or two <laughs> or three <laughs> you know cuz cuz he's you know he's in the prime of his life yeah yeah physically but he's 50 years old or whatever. So he's, you know, he, he's so much smarter. He's so much wiser. And, and you're constantly reminding yourself through the film about this character and about, you know, you know, when he's a young, when he's a child, you just, you just see everybody just sees an old man, a creepy old man, you know? And then, and then you forget that when he looks young, when he looks like he's in his twenties and thirties, he's, he's 50, 60, years old you know what i mean he's got this entire life um and life experience and so um but i like the film i'm I'm a huge fan of it just because of the technical aspect of it it's it's done so well absolutely and and i think it's i think um you know after you guys talk about it i'll explain why I, I give it a pass. I think, you know, it's got a 7.8 on IMDb, and I think a lot of people watch this movie and they have a hard time reconciling with rooting for any of these characters to a certain degree. Forrest Gump is like Jesus Christ, right? He's like the nicest, most purest human being on the planet that we've ever seen, you know, he saves everybody and he, you know, and this isn't that, you know, um, Benjamin Button is a very human character with human flaws and goes through, you know, a human experience. And, and it's not a fantasy. Ironically, his experience is a fantasy of his aging, but Forrest Gump's story is, is much more fantasy in the sense of he's so naive and he just, you know what I mean? And so I think people were kind of expecting that. And so it could, it could leave a little, some people a little, a little, uh, wanting more, I guess, or, or something, you know, maybe more, maybe they want to be able to relate with the characters a little bit. And that, that can be difficult. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away the fact that I, I absolutely adore this film. So mm. what do you guys think? Yeah, that's the one I fell in love with, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, I was like, man, yeah. yeah. Well, she looks, yeah, she's, yeah, she looks gorgeous in it, and yeah, she, yeah. 
really paying much attention, but like when she's like ballerina, you're just like, whoa, hey, hey, now. Now, was this based off a book or anything, or was this like? It's based on a short story from the twenties. Okay. But it was in it was one of those movies that's like it, the rights were bought and sold for thirty years kind of thing. Yeah. Spielberg was attached to it at one point. Um, yeah, it's you know gotcha. there's been four directors attached to it. There's fifteen actor actresses. There's thirty six directors. I mean it's yeah it was yeah. yeah. It's a tough one to make from the technical aspect. Um, and I think you see some of that because the movie is ten years old now. Some of the special effects, mm-hmm. especially when he's at the beginning of the movie, when he's old, you can right. kind of see see some of those um, the the flaws in the the you know if we did that now, you'd get the special effects crew that did uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy and and you know it'd be photorealistic kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, but anyways, yeah. So no, yeah, I I remember the first time I watched it, I was uh, I was intrigued. I was like, okay, this is gonna be like uh, like you said. Like Forrest Gump, but just in reverse, and uh, just different, you know. And be like, you know what? I'm surprised no one's it hasn't been done before. But you're right, totally. I guess different from Fincher's take, but he's worked with Brad Pitt before, so. Um, but the look of it, yeah, it's just great. I just, yeah, Fincher is just, he's got that look, right? Every director has their own look, their you know their own, like a style. And you watching a Fincher movie, you know. That's why I was curious about that scene you're talking about, Tony, where you're like, I know I'm watching a Fincher movie. No, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I looked up what what I thought, and I was like, "That's not the director I was thinking of." Well, no, because because oh, I don't think of directors. So okay, so there's there's a part of the film, oh, and are we spoiling this? Can we talk about spoilers? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So there's that one part in the film where he's uh, narrating um, all the little events that lead up to her getting hit by the taxi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels like Memento. Like, you know how Memento, the movie, is all these things lining up, like it's kind of a flashback here. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm like, that's that's. I just looked it up. I'm like, shit, that's not the same director. Oh, you thought it was Nolan. <laughs> right. But <laughs> so point, fuck that's me. Your right? I'm, I'm an yeah. idiot. Um, I just like, I guess, all I can say is that I like that scene. Um, mm. But it, but the movie is, is it, I mean, spoiler, it got on the border of dollar and slater um so it's got potential it's right there and that's that scene in particular it has a lot of like it's really cool it's really well done it but it also addresses you know um philosophical idea that they put out there of you know fate you know that everything Mm. is all these is that one of your metrics line up uh philosophical yeah (laughs) right next to romantic romantical (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you said a pal. <laughs> uh, but this is it's 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 physical, romantical. Yeah, it's a very engaging movie. As slow totally. and as long as it is, it's that's a good got that point. Brain that's a way of saying it for sure. Yeah, it's it's got that because it fucks with your head. You know, you're looking at the. You, yeah. like you guys were saying you're looking at this guy, but it's not yeah. underneath. It's not matching what you see. Right. That alone yeah. keeps you engaged, even on it's like re- you're, reruns. Yeah, it's like you're looking down on Wayne's basement. Only that's not Wayne's basement. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's it's a little too. But, uh, yeah, but you're right. Like you, they say his age, and then they look at him, and uh, a little too rough. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I said it's a, it's a little too Benjamin Button. 
A little too rough. <laughs> a little too rough. <laughs> a little too quiet. But you're right. For such a like slow pace, but kind of like yeah, kind of like um, nothing really much happening. I mean, there's stuff happening, but it's really got that dark, you know, that tone throughout the movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's got that um, yeah, that that cinematography that Fincher is sort of chromatic, chromatical, chromatical, yeah. whatever. It's probably good. It, you know? Yeah, it's very good. Sure, we'll go with it. You're, uh, the way totally nailed it, like the way you said it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's just really slow paced and nothing's going on, but it's so engaging that mm. you know everyone said and it's doing a good job, and you're thinking, huh? Like, how would you react? How would you do it? You know what I mean? Right. How would you right. do it differently? Like almost every scene that you yeah. see, you're thinking, wait, yeah. is that the appropriate thing to see for his the age he looks or the age he is inside? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like which uh-huh. which one is the? I'm always yeah. wondering how old he is. I'm always like, wait a second, yeah. not how old he like looks. physically looks. I want to know right. how old he is in his inside mm-hmm. from an experience standpoint because that's always like like you know when he gets his first drink or when he loses virginity. I'm like, wait a second, how old is that mother- poor motherfucker? Because yeah. you know he looks like he's 70 years old. You know, right? And uh-huh. that's one of where that's that's where the writing and performance really shows off is his interactions with the women where at the beginning where it's like what the fuck how, how you know you've never had sex you're a, you're a virgin at, at how as you, you've been on this earth yeah. how long and you haven't gotten any yeah, yeah. you know where it, it but it's obvious he's never been with a woman whereas mm-hmm. later he's younger right. but it's obvious he's been with women like just the way oh, he interacts he's, he's with, so confident he's so charismatic yeah, it's he's like it's so like, like exactly yeah. so it's like that's that's one area where they pay he's attention so, to he's so Brad Pitt <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I think the uh, the scene, the character that really helps him mature, and I can't remember the name of the actress, and I'm scrolling through the IMDb, is the the the, the British woman who's the swimmer. Um, yeah, the swimmer. Can, oh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Um, when he night after night gets to deal with her, and it's not about sex; it's about building this this relationship kind of thing i think that's when you really see him mature that's like the big sure the 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 pinnacle of his arc kind of thing mm-hmm. i think from that point he's he's a man now and he can and he's confident and he's you know while it ends abruptly for him you know he you know you could tell that they were building a relationship an emotional relationship connection so to speak um I think before that he's he's still naive he's still sure. um, a little innocent but I think after that point is is when he kind of makes the turn yeah um, yeah but to me yeah it's a very high buy for dollar I mean I I enjoyed the first time I watched it, I enjoyed it again so so it you know it was interesting I was talking to the girls about it and and um, Mazzy liked it she's a big fan of it um, on a on a kind of followed suit with what Chris said. And Chris was like, you know, I, I don't dig it. And I go, well, what, why not? And for me, the, the scene that always rubbed me, um, was obviously when he leaves, when he spoiler alert, he leaves yeah. his, his wife and, and newborn child essentially. And, and I always saw the, the flaw in that in the regards to, you know, he doesn't want her raising both of them, but ironically she ends up, raising you know she ends up raising him at the end anyways um you know i don't think um, that was the reason but 
go ahead. What's that? No, no, no. But so it, it felt a little selfish. Yeah. And and then, you know, because what does he do when he leaves? He just goes and fucking sees the rest of the world. You know what I mean? And it, it felt very selfish. And like he just wanted to keep he, he now he wants to enjoy his physical youth with his with his appreciation for getting out of New Orleans and, and the States. But it also it also kind of makes you go, I can't root for this guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not that Forrest Gump character. Forrest Gump's love of his life in the movie, he never turns away from her. No matter what she does, no matter how many times she burns him, he always takes her in. And in this movie, Kate Blanchett's character, when she's in her teens and early 20s, she's a naive but sort of narcissistic everything's about her and dancing and she doesn't care about anything else besides that and it's hard to root for her and then Brad Pitt is such a flawed character and then you start realizing everybody except for Brad Pitt's mom uh, Queenie everybody has done terrible shit in this movie I mean Button Sr. What does he do? The first thing we're introduced is a mother gonna die and the dad not being with his dying wife but trying getting rid of his his first and only son. <laughs> like I'm gonna throw it in the ocean because he's because <laughs> he's so disfigured. We're introduced and as these characters evolve, they're flawed, selfish you know they have very selfish tendencies they're they're and and so you you never you never champion any of these characters i mean you you know you follow benjamin button through his life and you root for him in a sense but you, you i i enjoy the captain you know i enjoy tilda swinton's character i love queenie she is the absolute you know, she she's she's the love the 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 perfect human being in this mm-hmm. film. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like she's taking care of all these. I mean, ironically, we we're talking from a historical standpoint. So she's taking care of a bunch of financially secure senior white people in the South. Yeah. About 60 years, 50 years after the Civil War. So some of those people are survivors of the Civil Civil War, and they're probably Southerners. So they were either themselves <laughs> or descendants of slave owners, and Queenie is taking care of them. And they're obviously financially stable because they're staying in a senior home. I mean, this is well before Social Security. This is well before anything like that. So she's she's taking care of the worst the worst Americans imaginable, the most racist, the most you know just despicable people. And what's given to her is a fucking white baby that is the ugliest white baby on the planet. And what does she do? She takes care of that motherfucker till the day she dies. Mm-hmm. It's like she's the most purest character in the entire film. And even when she has her own daughter, 
she doesn't give she doesn't say like all right benjamin you're on your own you know what i mean she mm-hmm. she she's he is her son without you know and they even make little references to it and, and so um, see okay so the flawed characters in the movie that you point out absolutely they're flawed they're selfish mm-hmm. they are normal humans they're not these perfect characters but that i think is an intentional strength of the film absolutely they're, they are that's intentionally yes. like that it's and exactly um that's what i mean it's a fincher film right he never he doesn't glorify humanity right he points out he he emphasizes those flaws and there's even a line in the film where see where uh brad pitt and um kate blanchett t- daisy there he, he says that daisy finally accepted that nobody's perfect like she yes. was always worried about her perfection and and you know and how she came across or what she looked like or whatever exactly. or her age and her beauty but at one point, I mean, movies, there's a specific line that says nobody is perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's a big, big part of the film um, yep. is that that people are flawed and it's OK. He was born with one of the worst flaws. He was a monster, yeah, kidding. but it's OK. Someone took care of him and look how, you know, and, and it's OK. Um, the, the now to address the part where um, you're talking about. um when he left mm-hmm. I, I kind of I, I had a similar initial reaction like oh how how dare he how dare he leave um mm-hmm. but at the same time i mean i wish this the i mean the, the length of the film it, it's hard to add this in and maybe it's intentional to leave it up to to fill in the blank um mm-hmm. but he didn't give a lot of reason like he was very quiet you know he didn't talk about and, and it didn't the movie didn't give us the actual reason but yeah, his only argument is is he doesn't want, um, you know, the mother to have to raise both no, of them. No, that's secondary. Primary is he doesn't want that his daughter needs a father, and he doesn't that like he he can't be a good father for her. He can't because he's gonna he's gonna be a baby. So yes, well the argument the mother is, is gonna be giving is gonna be raising both of them. You know, like one get out there, but he didn't want to have have to have his daughter. Like see him as his as her father, and then at around you know she, she's starting she's like ten years old and he looks like he's fifteen you know it's yeah. like it, yeah. it's like it's just and then it's at one point her father's just gonna disappear how's the mother mother gonna explain that to him to her yeah so yeah. she's gonna so now she's gonna have a father that abandons her in that in her memory as opposed to a father that leaves before she can have she can remember him. Yeah, no, I, and and you're right, and so it leaves it up for the viewer right. and, to kind okay. of decide, like, well, you know, more ambiguity, so to speak. But I but will say this: also, when okay, he comes, ahead. when go he ahead. comes back, yeah, she's old enough and is out of the house, so Kate Blanchett wouldn't have had to take care of both of them at the same time. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, he would have continued to get young, and as his oh, daughter. Yes, but um, that's kind of in hindsight. He doesn't yes. know when he's going to turn into a baby. Correct. Correct. He has no idea. Yes. So he he kind of makes that yeah. decision the only way he can without with limited knowledge of his disease, um, which coincidentally gives him the freedom to travel the world. Well, yeah. You, you may. What do you want him to do? Just sit and sit and mope around for the rest of his life? Yeah. No, um, I get that, but I, I'm just saying it's it's well, you know convenient. So to speak. Well, yeah, I guess you could say it's convenient. He's 
what else are you gonna do? Um, right. But here's here's yeah. the other part where I tie it in and say it's okay. That's how he grew up, and he turned out fine. His sure. mother wasn't his biological mother, and but he loved her to death. And he's just like, you know what? If I grew up, I I know it's possible to have a replacement parent and and have and feel loved. So it's okay for him to make that decision. Like he went through that, so he knows it can happen for her too. Of course, you know. And for him, it was the better thing that happened. You think if he was raised by his father by himself, you know, he would have felt loved? Probably right. not. Yeah. No, no, no. So yeah. he, no, agreed, absolutely. Well, and yeah. hey, you're talking to the guy who you know. <laughs> I got right exactly yeah. that I went, yeah exactly so <laughs> I mean I can I totally understand what you're saying I totally yeah. agree but for, yeah so was, for me and, Lainey had kind of had I think she was on your side where she felt like eh, she wasn't happy with the way the film mm-hmm. ended up with that and decision, I'm like yeah. and I point out like so you're saying you're feeling feelings he's like yeah and I was like well it's probably what the movie intended and she's yeah. like shit you're right <laughs> probably meant for you to be sad at the end um, yeah. you know, as, as he's dying. I was gonna say, you kind of know, right? Yeah. After yeah. some point, you know what's gonna happen. And, and there's, yeah, it's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, uh, I'm gonna push this up to us later. That Whoa. was a fucking movie. Cause I've seen oh. this several times now, and it, it, every time I'm fully engaged. Um, for, and, and, and I was always, Oh yeah, sorry. I'm like interrupting you. You're still. No, no, no. I, I had nothing much else to say. Other <laughs> no, than yeah, that. we don't have anything else to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. It's a Harley show. Go right ahead. No, 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 I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to, to interrupt. I, I, I wanted to finish this thought. <laughs> yeah, just, just I, like do it. Um, I'm right there with you. I'm. I. I always. I think this is probably the third. You know, fully all the way time, all the way through, and and the first two times. I, I was the same thing. I was like, I, I, I was like Chris. I was just like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's hard for me to like really. Ironically, the scene that gets me the most is the very end when he reminds you of all the characters that he has met through his life. You know, Queenie, the captain. You know, um, uh, all the all the characters that sort of helped him on his journey. And I felt. I was getting choked up during that scene because these are all the wonderful people, but they're all flawed. They're all human beings. You know what I mean? Um, but it was almost as much of their story as it was his story. Yeah. And, um, and after, you know, and it was the same thing after finishing watching the film, I was like, yeah, it's like, you you, you can't root for this guy. You know what I mean? And then when I was talking to Chris about it, I was like, damn, this is a fucking David Fincher film. Of course it's dark. Of course it's unperfect. He, he doesn't want to glorify the existence that, that would happen to this person. And so the fact that it wasn't a, a Forrest Gump, you know, right. Um, I mean, ironically, it's probably one of the only Fincher films that's PG 13. <laughs> And, and he does a good well, it's job. It's not like a sci-fi comedy where he's going back and going, "Oh no, I'm fucking turning older and going in reverse. I better do something yeah, yeah. before I can no, fix no. myself." It's not a comedy. I mean, the only joke is that did I ever tell you I'm struck by lightning seven times? <laughs> we, we what if they put characters? What if they put Forrest Gump in this movie and Benjamin Button in another one? Uh, yeah, you're totally different. 
totally different film. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, um, have David Fincher direct the screenplay of, you know, a Forrest Gump and, and we'd probably get a much different, a different, you know, Forrest Gump would be a flawed human being. So, um, but yeah, it ends up putting it for me as a Slater too, because it's exactly that what Fincher wants movie. you to experience. Yeah. And so yeah. did you give it your um, rating? I think that was it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's just later. Wow. Um, and then I forgot about the, uh, the clock. The, for the some reason, yeah, that it's, it's going backwards the whole time. It's mm. another flawed thing in the, in the movie. Oh, good know? point. It's yeah. like, a, yeah. it's like an underlying point. theme. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah, good shit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do these f- guys get it? Do they get it? You know, they might. You know, Art Reed, one of those clowns, might actually get a three for three. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out and guess that somebody doubles down. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's going to double, double down. All right. All right. Here we go. Who are we starting with? Same order. Um. Yeah, I think so. Right. All right. Here's Reed. Read it. This week goes to the curious case of Benjamin Button. Now I saw this uh, probably on I don't know DVD VHS. How how old is this film? Oh. I don't know whether this film would stack up as well as... I mean, I enjoyed it fine enough. But, I mean, it's a good movie, I think. It's a good movie. Um, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's good And, movie. yeah, I think all three are giving this a dollar. Oh. Let's, One, uh, three. Oh. So that's a, a ding and a buzz. <laughs> Yep. Never did turn that buzzer down, did you, Tony? <laughs> well, look, if I turn the buzzer down to where it's okay for your ears. There you go. Perfect. The ding is uh, really far away. Yeah. Oh. So, I, I, I haven't normalized parley, all my audio. Alright, I'm sorry. I'll just turn the volume down. doesn't too much about his, his, uh, his belt win this week, but, um,. Look, I just wanted to uh, to get you guys' thoughts on how you reckon Zac Efron would go as the Wolverine. Whoa. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Let's save that for after the uh, the points. But interesting. He threw a question out uh, at us. Sure. I'm, I'm happy to discuss it. Cool. Do whatever the fuck he wants. Whether we answer it or not is another question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Here's Art. Extra credit picked up by the one and only Harley, uh, Bad Boys podcast version of Carrot Top. He picked this movie. <laughs> the <Whoa. Curious> case. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Harley's up there when I laugh. It's funny. It's, fun. it's good stuff. It's, it's good joke. I, I like you, Art. You're funny. That's how I'm gonna kill you last. <laughs> and, and leading up to this, I might have talked about this about the ten things I highly dislike about 
Harley. What? So with this movie, uh, I remember seeing it back in the day. Like okay. a big thing in my head was like Forrest Gump in reverse. So Harley picked it. He liked shitty movies, so he gave this a dollar. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna say Fonzo. I could see where the sentimental things got to him. I'm gonna say my man Fonzo. He also gave a dollar. And MCP's heart is as black as his soul. I'm gonna say he gave it a waste <laughs> of time. Uh, following up is my freaking ten things I can't stand about Harley. And I'll give you an honorable mention. That mother fucker gave fucking Independence Day Resurgence a dollar and I dislike that. So, talk to you guys in a bit. <laughs> Strong words from Art. James Worthy clap. James Worthy clap. Mm. He, uh, he dislikes oh. that. Oh boy. Hey, what about Denal's point? So right now, the Art is way in the lead with 14 points. Reed, Even though he got zero on that one, right? He got one. He got oh, one he didn't get one. Yeah, yeah, he went from 13 to 14 points. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, and Reed's finished off with seven, so... Uh, yes, Denaldo's just fighting for second place at this moment. Mm. All right, let's see. Event Button, another one I haven't seen, but I've seen the previews many times. Looks like looks like a weird, interesting movie, but I'll have to say, Fonzo will give it a waste of time, and then Tony Harley will give it a dollar. Later. Zeros. Well, all three. Yeah, he mm-hmm. said me and Harley would give it a waste of time. Oh. Didn't he? Oh, no, he yeah. said you and I would Bongo give it a dollar. Will give it, yeah. Oh, a dollar, right. That's a waste yeah. of time, and then Tony and Harley will give it a dollar. Like, right. Either way, it's wrong. Yeah, either way, yeah, either way, Denali, you were in second place. You went all the way to third place um, in this, this event. I mean, you got no points out of it. It didn't help you. You uh, needed three points to second place. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Tony's got that. Fuck that then, shit! Oh, that's not it. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah, play that. We haven't heard Yeah, go ahead and play it. Fuck that shit! Yeah, I like the mix. I like watch. Play it again, both of them back to back. Fuck that shit! Pops <laughs> <laughs> Nice. This works. So, by the looks of it, Stop! <laughs> Whoa! Cool. You asshole! We have lost this... control. <laughs> hey, add another thing wow. on the list that Art uh, hates about Tony. Fucking yeah. up Sounders. My ads. <laughs> yeah. right. I might have to enable ad blocker just for podcasting nights. You might have to, yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right. You're having, a, you're having a project, a problem with that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, looks like we got ourselves a new champ. Burr, 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 burr. Returning MCP champ. Has to give up the title. Yeah, you know, once a champ before, once a champ, always a champ. So, with the total points of, with the total point score of 14 points, he just took the lead, took the belt away from him, hit him with it, went on top of his dead body and said, look at it, look at this. Goes back at home. There you go. Now I want to hear what he has to say about. Uh... Right. Congratulations, Art! You're the new champ. Bad Boys Podcast has a game. You are the champ. <laughs> can't find it. I can't find where it is. What? That's what was good. Yeah. That was a celebration. Celebration, but just. So wait, what's he have to say about Harley? Oh shit! All right, here we go. Uh huh. 
Hey, what's up, guys? This is your buddy Art with another edition of 10 Things, or sorry, 10 Reasons Why You Suck. And Harley practically begged me to do this, so I want to treat the guy right. Let's go off. Let's go off. Uh, 10 Things Why You Suck, Harley. Number 10, you talk so low on the podcast. Can't hear you. What's going on? You're like Mr. Mumble sometimes, and you bring it up. He gets in trouble, man. He's got his wife. My wife, man. Everybody's asleep, man. I got two kids. What? Yeah, baby. I got, you I got all kinds of shit. He's a bitch. He got called out for it. How about that? Awesome. Number nine. You talk too fucking loud. You wake up your poor wife who has the same opinion of fucking independent state resurgence as me. So at least I know someone in that relationship has a good head on their shoulders. So keep it down. Let the girl sleep, man. Number what nine eight. This motherfucker took part in some white flight bullshit, and he led Northern California into the white, white mountains of fucking, I don't know where he is, fucking the Appalachian Mountains or some shit. So, I don't know, Harley, you're kind of fucked up that you took part in that white flight and left. All right? Number seven. What is he talking about, white flight? You left SoCal, man. Oh. <laughs> I think. You have to white north. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of honkies up here. There's too many honkies up here. I'm telling you. You like some boring ass movies, dude. <laughs> oh, what, what number is that? Wait, where are we at? <laughs> what do you like the, the Appalachian Mountains or some shit? So I don't know, Harley. You're kind of fucked up that you took part in that white flight and left. All right, number seven. You like some boring ass movies, dude. What do you like the Meyerowitz stories? And I forgot what other movie I was about to pin you on, but come on, man. Why do you like old-ass movies? Maybe it's for reason number... What the fuck? I made my list. I can't read my phone right. I'm going to say number <laughs> six. You old-ass fuck. You cannot be much more older than me, but you act like you're as old as fucking Clint Eastwood, dude. As the old kid says, why are you acting so old as AF? What, what's going on, Harley? Where is that fucking 90s kid I know that's in there that's fucking ready to pop lock and drop a beat? So yeah. bring that guy up. My Tell next reason, I'm not even counting these anymore because uh, I mismatched order, is that oh, you're boy. a disloyal Chargers fan. Just because they left shitty San Diego <laughs> and fucking, just like you did, by the way, now you're no longer a Chargers fan? That's kind of fucked up, dude. Uh, I don't know why you, why you, why you I think my reason number four is coming up is you got some white on white hate. I thought mm. if you, you were white, you were all right, but for some reason you don't like my man Reed. Always giving oh. him shit. I mean, I don't know what's up with that, but I thought you got, yeah, I thought you white guys stay together. Another thing is you are a bad neighbor. Your neighbor got jacked and you give a shit. You're stealing your neighbor's Wi-Fi. I don't know what's going on, man. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, I think this is reason number three. You don't talk to your mom or whatever. Oh. It's kind of fucked up. Ms. Mama Martin only hears about you on the podcast. Call up your mom. <laughs> Harley, that's messed up. Be a good son, man. I think this is the last one I have on here. Let me see. I'm really fucked up. Can't you, my list flew out the window. Literally, I'm on a train that flew out the window. And I think I think my last one is that, didn't you let a kid piss on himself in class or something like that? I think it came out of something like that. But I got cut off by Google Voice. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right. Oh, gotcha. I can't, I... Skirt. <laughs>
What do you have to say about yourself, Harley? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, sadly, you know, he's right. right about a lot of those. They're <laughs> 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 ah, gonna say that. We're like, oh, uh, you ain't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I am old. I don't talk to my mom enough. Um, and he's a champ. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got so, so you're spot on then is what you're saying. Now you feel bad? I, I, I hate whites more than I hate Mexicans and blacks and the, all of them. I hate, I hate them all. Um, I do hate the Chargers now. I love the Chargers after I left. Oh. Um, for you. I know. Tony, what are you doing? <laughs> paying bills. He's, he's paying the match advertising. <laughs> No, this is some sad music for your background as you're talking. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, once, once the Chargers, I love the San Diego Chargers. I don't have to live there to, you know, Fonzo, he's a Denver Broncos fan. He never lived in Denver. So, um, LA, I hate LA with a passion. There it is. That's it. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I think there ain't no shame in that one. So I know. Let's take the Harley podcast, right? Just calm down, relax. Quit taking over. Oh, it, it was the last. We got a new game. We got a new game. How shitty I am. Okay. Well, there you go. Art, congratulations, sir. You're the new champ. Thanks for bringing in that beautiful list for Harley. Casey didn't know. Remember, now he now he kind of has an idea where you're at with him. So, appreciate that. So, who's got homework this week? Uh, well, um, I have extra extra credit normally, but are did we decide what we're going to um, reward the champs for oh, every yeah. third, every three uh, wins, or is it just is it just pride? Absolutely. I would say let I'd say let Art pick the extra credit. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, sure. Okay, so then he's gonna have to pick it for next week, right? Yeah. Why? Obviously. Well, we can have him hit up at the messenger. He's probably at work right now. Hit him up. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to explain that he won, which he probably already oh. knows. Yeah, exactly. He could just but sign it next, next week. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Harley, uh, I think Fonzo, you're supposed to have the homework. I do? I have I have a buy because I just picked extra credit. Yeah, he just okay. picked extra credit. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm picking this movie. Read the synopsis for y'all. Heard a podcast talking about it. He just thought it was hilarious. So I'm like, okay. Uh, directed and uh, written by the same guy, Brian Taylor. A teenage girl and her little brother must survive a wild 24 hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origins causes parents to turn violently on their own. Oh my god, really? (laughs) (laughs) One of the great jet black comedies, it says on the main page. Like a twisted remake of Home Alone on Basalts, it says on the front cover. Yes, yes. What do you call Mom and Dad starring Nicolas Cage and Summer yes. Blair? You know, Harley, when you're at home and you know your kids are driving crazy, aren't you ever be like, God damn it? Of course. Listen, Honestly, you know, I, I, I wanted to really? watch this. You did? <laughs> yes. You saw this already? No, 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 but I want to. Like, I okay. saw this. And Lainey gave me like, she's like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. I'm like, I kind of want to watch yep, it. Yep, we're watching it. Well, there say, you go. You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's going to want to watch it now. Uh, oh, she has to watch it now. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. forcing her. Exactly. Cool. I will clockwork right. orange that uh, bitch to us. <laughs> it's your extra credit then, sir. Uh, extra credit is actually a request from her. 
Cool Runnings. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Isn't that a Disney movie? Whoa. Damn, I ain't seen that in... Right? Forever. In forever. What made her see, want to see that? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, she, she's, she, I think she's a fan of the movie. She likes it. But in particular, um, one of the, one of the chief officers of our, of my company, he used to be in a bobsled team. So everyone, every once in a while, it comes up like in a joke or somebody mentions it, bobsled team. She's she's like, you got to watch it this time. So that's kind of what happened. All right. I remember seeing this a bunch of times as a kid. I think it was one of those that was on repeat, you know, on cable kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So cool. No, I'm down. And it's you know mixing it up a bit, so why not? Yeah, on Candy, one of his later films too. All right, cool. That'll work. That sounds good. Nice. That's, that's a good. A, co- that's a good combo. Fucking double feature. That's the that's a bad boys podcast for you right there. <laughs> Mom and Dad and Cool Runnings. That's what. That's the kind of shit you get listening to our yes. podcast, man. You can't get that anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? That is pretty, that. pretty eclectic. Skirt. So now, all right. Do you want to hear what uh Reed wants us to give our opinion on? Yes. Oh, that's right. Go for it. All right. Let's see. Play, bitch. Come on. I might have to restart this whole thing. All right. Give me a second. The uh, non-champ, Reed. I think all three are. Let's uh, let's hope that Art doesn't skype too much about his his, uh, his belt win this week. But um, look, I just wanted to uh, to get you guys' thoughts on how you reckon Zac Efron would go as the Wolverine. Um, I've been asking this around. I went and saw um, the Greatest Showman, and he was there with Hugh Jackman. And seeing them together, I was just like, yeah, you know, he's he's young, he's ripped, and uh, I don't know. We we could see something like that from him when Disney decided to bring, what, sorry, Marvel decided to bring Wolverine back. Love to hear your thoughts. See you. All right, Reed, thanks for the question. The good question. Yeah. Hmm. Someone was scratching my head thinking. Well, trying personally... To I I haven't so seen he's... Zac Efron in his buffed up state, so it's hard for me to give an opinion on what I, what he would be like. I haven't seen him act as an adult with muscles and. So you, you can't know, stop whatever. staring at him with his shirt off. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I just put I just watch him on mute. So you look up pictures. Now you now you're stuck. You're looking at pictures of Zac Efron. Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't. I can't if, you're stop. if you're at all curious, just watch Baywatch. He's ripped in that one. Right, so playing, those of you, an adult. those of us who have seen it, what do you guys think? Have seen Baywatch? Right. Like I mean, he's not playing a serious character. I mean, he's playing. A that's character. what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. It's a comedic, it's a comedic character or a comedic movie. I mean, he's playing it straight, but it's a comedic movie. He's over the top. Um, it's tough. I don't know. I'm not familiar with him enough as an actor. Um. I remember his performance being fine in Baywatch, but you know, it, it, I would say my only issue with it, um, cause I'm sure he's a talented enough actor where he could pull it off is he's young. 
he's barely 30 years old. And I think of Wolverine as, as, as a 40 year old man, you know, weathered and stuff. Um, I mean, granted when, when, um, Hugh Jackman for the first time, he probably wasn't much older. I mean, he was probably, you know, mid to late thirties at the most. Um, but I, I don't know that Zach Efron has outgrown his high school musical thing. And, and while I'm sure he could get ripped and, you know, um, we've seen this and he might very well be talented enough. I don't, I don't know that he's, you know, I don't know that the, the audience would buy into it. Uh, maybe if he's got some, you know, some serious dramas, um, in the pipeline. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think of um, when you think of like Wolverine? You think of this like bundled, like ball of aggression. Yeah, can, exactly. Can Zach this Efron, moody, this moody, deep seated pain, you know, in his past, you know, weathered, like you said, weathered, like, do you yeah. see that? Can I see Zach Efron do that? I don't know. I, not really. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I feel like, in today's day and age, there's probably, you know, if you gave me 15 minutes, I could find 10 other actors that I would be like, yeah, he would play Wolverine better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's just my... Now, it's tough because, yeah, I picture him from, like, the old school Capcom versus Street Fighter game, right? And then I picture him from the cartoon. And then I remember him from the comics. And I just... Have we ever seen a crazy side like that from, you know, from okay. my front? Like, I don't no. you know. Do you know who's going to be able to pull off Wolverine? What's that? Andy Serkis. In some, in some mocap facial yeah, expression. No Why don't can, they just do that? Right? Ironic. And it could just go it's over the top. Because Wolverine is like a fucking yeah. animal already, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw some mocap in there, get that crazy facial uh, anger. Mm-hmm. Done. That would be interesting. That's an interesting take now, because we see how good it looks now. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So, yeah, so I guess my answer to uh, Reed's question huh. is no. I don't see Zac Efron yeah. <laughs> as Wolverine. At least not yet. Yeah, to me, he looks like he's just cosplaying as Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good point. Yeah. Way to put it. I mean, you know, you know who could play Wolverine? I think more effectively, Bradley Cooper. Hmm. He's already played an animal in Rocket. Yeah, I think we've seen him play serious. We know he has the talent. We've seen him ripped before. Um, And I think think he's old enough, too, um, to play that character if they wanted to. You know, somebody like him. Um, Even like, um, who's the other Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Um, uh, Chris Pratt. I think he could probably pull it off, too. Um, uh, granted, he'd have to outlive his comedic, you know, character or sort of dry um, persona, so to speak. But what if they got Dougray Scott, the guy they wanted to be Wolverine first? <laughs> Who? Dougray Scott. He was thinking he was a bad guy and got face off too. He was originally casted for to be Wolverine, then he turned it down. Oh. Well, there yeah. you go. That's, that's yeah. our interest. Hopefully you like those answers. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. I like those. Cool. 
Right on. Cool. Hey, keep so the, keep the questions coming for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like yeah, can he pull it up? Maybe you know who knows with, with great material, right? But as far as the luck wise, I mean, I don't. I mean, unless everybody else is young, like they, that, that's how they're going, you know, like the new Cyclops and Eugene Gray. Oh. Shit, what about uh, Thomas Jane? Didn't he play? Uh, wasn't yeah. he the, 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 the Punisher? Older, he? Yeah. Yeah, but we just watched fucking Hugh Jackman play Wolverine, and motherfuckers damn near sixty. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm curious. I, yeah, I I personally don't see it, but yeah, we'll see. Um. Well, and so let me ask you this: okay. Did I can't remember? Did Disney buy? Um, Marvel, yeah. Well, no, I know they Marvel. I know they own Marvel, but oh, Twenty Century uh, Fox, yeah, 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 they did. So they are going to have the rights to yeah X Men, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is. So the next time we see Wolverine, it'll be a Disney. Yeah, he just won't have claws. <laughs> what the fuck? They'll be all tamed down. I know. Weird. Uh, maybe they'll Dude, be. I like that fucking CG idea. Why not? Right? Yeah, why not? I agree. expensive a lot, but fuck, dude. I'm pretty badass. You heard it here first, folks. Exactly. There you go. If that happens, boom, right there. All right. So, like I said, for my weekend, like I just came back from LA from Hollywood, went to a signing. I'm working on a uh, my YouTube video about it. Edited that pretty soon, but um, that was just fun. Calling ass just back here to get it on time, which we did, and it was awesome. Um, yeah, and then Saturday I said, nah. Oh, I went to oh Harley, you'd like this. I mm-hmm. uh, went to Best Buy because there was a Slick Deals. Uh, .net TV that was on sale. Mm-hmm. I went and purchased it. Did you get it? Yep. Cool. And Tony helped me uh, install it. And he took my old one, so hopefully he can fix it. And uh, it's like he has he has a new TV, so. I'd be sorry. Thanks, Tony, for coming over and helping me. Yeah, no problem. I'm sorry for Chilo barking at you the whole time. <laughs> it didn't you should have seen Tony, man. This motherfucker's an expert putting on brackets, dude. I was like, you've done this before, haven't you? He's like, you know, me a couple times. Like, he, he was rocking and rolling, man. It, was, it just made it so much easier. Did you um, hang it on the wall? Yeah. 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 So. Visa mount? Yeah. Yeah, there was the one that was holding the other one. I mean, how much? What was it? What do you think the weight difference was, Tony? On the on the like eighty pounds, I swear. Your old one was probably hundred pounds, and this new one was like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Was the, <laughs> was the old one a uh, glass screen? It's an old plasma, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, our Samsung plasma is way heavier than all our LCD TVs, and it's the same size, and it's because it's got a glass screen. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that's how I was able to do that on Saturday, and we um, built the TV out, installed it, and boom, because you know we got Super Bowl next weekend, and just you know I was like, we just need a TV again, you know. So, but that was cool. But that's pretty much it. Like I said, I just went to a signing. I'm working on the video for it, and um, Saturday just just chill. I'm trying to use my movie pass again for, uh, and then it came out this week just to change it up. But I don't like this week. Yeah, there's not a lot, a lot of uh, new movies. Jumanji is still like yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah, I know. It keeps kicking like, ass. Well, and it's, we it's only because they haven't had any competition. But yeah, this, I think, the first week where it finally got beat out by yeah. Maze Runner, the third Maze Runner. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What'd you guys do? 
Uh, I'll, I'll go real quick. I'll let fin- Tony finish strong. Um, yesterday we didn't do much. We just chilled around the house. Um, uh, Friday I found out that I, I got my job. I'm a teaching assistant now over at the local elementary school, so I'm back working at the schools. Um, so it's kind of a nine to five. So that'll kind of suck not being not being able to eat my cookies and drink my coffee and thing anymore. I'll be be hoofing it to school, so that that'll be. Ich. But but it's all good. I'll have summers off. So um, me and Chris kind of just celebrated Friday night. Um, I was around the house yesterday, and then today uh, we went and hung out with my buddy Mike and his wife Kira, and went out and had lunch, the late lunch. Had a couple beers and uh, had a good time. Um, right yeah, Chris and Kira, they've known each other for now several years because me and Mike have been buddies for, for several years now. Yeah. Um, but they never got a chance to like hang out and like get to know each other. So mm-hmm. this is like the first time where they got to like sit down and have a couple beers and like oh, right on. chill, you know, yeah. it's sort of. And so it was funny because me and Mike are so similar. We're such sort of like dumb guys kind of thing you know we're insensitive and you know they're talking about makeup and shoes and shit and me and mike are like <laughs> you know <laughs> and then i said something jokingly yeah uh, but it was really condescending and and chris looked at me like are you an asshole and and, and kira was like yeah i thought the same thing and i was like what and both me and mike are looking at each other like what i didn't say nothing <laughs> so it's just kind of funny i'm i'm glad yeah. Um, Chris got to kind of hang out and socialize, so that was good. So yeah, it was uh, fun. And then uh, on a on a baby sat there two. They're two little kids. They have a, I think she's almost three, a three year old and a one year old. So on a baby sat them, and uh, yeah, so it was good. But yeah, I was like, I came home and like the buzz was starting to wear off, and I oh. still had like three hours left before the podcast and I was like, Oh, I'm getting tired. And so <laughs> eating dinner and I was like, Oh, I want to take a nap like Tony does. So mm-hmm. speaking of tired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, t- I had to take a nap because, uh, probably got, I got four, four hours of sleep last night, four hours of sleep the night before, no, three hours of sleep the night before. And I haven't, got my nap in yet this weekend so i took a nap i took a 40 minute nap before the podcast started tonight uh but i guess i'm working my way backwards here all benjamin button like aren't i uh <laughs> friday night <laughs> uh we had we had some friends over we brought them over but i'm doing this challenge thing and so no booze right mm-hmm. we were up till two in the morning we had people at our house two in the morning and only one of us had a point one eight in our blood. Lainey had, she had like five drinks. Um, what, what the, my normal drinking buddy Ryan, he had I think eight or nine by the end of the night. Um, but I had one, one shot, and that was hmm. it. And then the other, the, really the other friends over there didn't have anything either. And you're such a heavyweight right now. Yeah. I'm sure that didn't even touch you. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It didn't bother me. At all. I mean, it, I didn't phase me. It's like I yeah, almost regret using my because on the challenge you get indulgence tokens for every four days in a row that you get you you get good nutrition you get one indulgence token. 
Um, and so I used it for the shot. I'm like, man, that was a fucking waste. But it was cool yeah, though. Like yeah. everybody, everybody stayed over. We had our friends, friends came over and we, um, we were just playing board games. We were playing taboo. Um, there's this one, um, like friend game where like it goes around like which of the group, like who would be most likely to, you know, um, try to haggle with the Girl Scout cookies, you know, try to barter. <laughs> so everybody puts their number in like to pick who they think of, you know, the group would be the most likely to do it or whatever. Um, and at one point we just said, fuck the game part. Let's just read the, read the questions and we'll just put our hands up and stuff. And we'd spend hours doing that and playing oh, taboo. Man. We played life. Like someone was like, yeah, man, I, I just want to spin the wheel. And and so it finally we brought the, the game of life out and we're all like, this game sucks. <laughs> it just, <laughs> remind, maybe as a kid, you know, right. you're like, Oh, I'm going to college and I'm a doctor and we're, yeah. and we're all fucking adults. It's like, this is too close to home. Fucking taxes taking our money. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> but, uh, it was a good time. I, I mean, I, I was, I was impressed that everybody stayed till 2, 2am, 2 but we're pretty much sober. Right. Best and, part. And are really quiet. Like the neighbors don't ever say anything. Uh, no, no, no one's ever complained. Yeah, we're not too too loud. Um, we we you know, we have the music playing in the background, but we we don't run around or anything like that. Um, you know, we don't play soccer and or wrestle. Not anymore. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm curious, but maybe we'll <laughs> one of the, save that for next year. Yeah, maybe save that for <laughs> next another. week. Excuse yeah. me. Um, but uh, oh no, this is the best part. So at like. W- 12:30 1 a.m. we started talking about networking cuz two of the guys that come over are that the, 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 the are in the group and the crew are tech support and they have a strong networking background one one girl is our engineer from work and her boyfriend does QA for his work so we're all a bunch of nerds yeah and so like at 1 <laughs> at 1 a.m. Everyone starts talking about networking, and one guy's like, yeah, I've got the Cisco switch, a 45-port Cisco switch that my old job, they were just going to throw it away, and I got it. We're like, what? And it's like, yeah, and they're talking. And it, it just like got out of control <laughs> talking about network and networking and VLANs and IPs and routing and layer two. It's, it was fucking hilarious. I, it was, and Laney was just like... <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> That was so funny. We're all into oh, it. Everybody's man. all hyped, and Lainey just like, "Can I Ow. go to bed? Can I go to bed? Ow. Can I go to bed?" <laughs> it was, oh it was, man, it's funny. Like yeah. you know, that's how we throw down. You know, <laughs> that the conversation yeah. was lit only because you know the network lights were, right. were going. But so that was Friday night. Um, then Saturday. Um, oh, what was Saturday? Saturday, oh, we we went to Denny's in the morning. Took this, took a couple of guys. They spent the night because you know they were drinking, and that's kind of what we've been doing. Get, offer the couch for anybody who wants to spend the night, so they don't have to drive home. Um, nice. So the next day, we all went to Denny's, um, and um, then later in the day, helped Fonzo. And then that night, uh, a buddy of ours on Facebook that we met at EDC a couple of years ago. He's Is trying the same to, guy that's been on the show, uh, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Vibefire. Um, he start, is trying to get into the DJ circuit through the clubs, through trying to become a p- promoter. Mm-hmm. So he got us into Bass Jackers uh, at Time Nightclub in Orange County. And so we went up there on Saturday. And it's funny because we were like, 
Lainey had to do homework. I went and had to take care of my parents, uh, the, the camera situation at the house because that got pretty crazy. Um, and so we're like, we're like, maybe we're not going to go and we have to get there by nine, th- nine, nine thirty to be free. And then he's like, okay, well, if you don't make it in by 1030, the prices are going to go up every half an hour. We're like, so finally around, around 940, we're like, we, we're done with every, all our commitments. Should we go or not? Right. Ah, let's just go. It was a blast. It was really fun compared to San Diego. San Diego's fucking snobs and stuck up assholes. And they're, they're walking around the club. Like they own the place and, and like mm. they, they elbow you out of the way. Like it's, it's not Some things it, never change. It was like that before I left, dude, San Diego's <laughs> just like, but we didn't really like, it didn't open our eyes how bad San Diego is in terms of the vibe until we went to o- OC Everyone was cool out there, man. Like everyone was just happy. Like no one was fighting. There was no fights. Everybody was smiling. People like we would bump into people and we would just like kind of turn around and like nod your head and yeah, you start jamming with them. It's like that was cool. Like we were like so grateful that we actually went because we're willing to make the drive up there more often than because the 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 time nightclub is actually at a um like a little shopping center and so they have parking a parking structure right next to it. For free, San Diego, you have to drive for thirty minutes to yeah, fight for that. a spot that you're going to pay forty yeah. bucks for. Yeah, fuck all that. So it's like, yeah, we found we found we may have found our new spot because um, that's always cool. been one of the things that's detracted us from going to the clubs is that San Diego is just not that fun for the vibe that we're going for. Um, so so yeah, so that was cool. We stayed out there um, until again until like two and two a.m. Um, and then today was pretty chill and just did some grocery shopping and. And I took a nap. We we had an interesting where, you know, we'd go to the premier clubs in San Diego and like you were like you were saying, you felt this very sort of snobbish yeah. elitist. Mm-hmm. But we would go to the biggest club in Hollywood at the time, which was shit, I can't even think of the name of it now. Um it it escapes my mind. Um but it was right there and like that. And all the, the headliners would play it at this club. And so it had all the make and it had this top notch sound system and, you know, it'd get the biggest DJs. But the crowd was always totally was all it was always a great vibe. And um, Avalon was the name of it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to Avalon. But yeah, but um a long time ago though. Yeah, I always I always went and I was always sober too, but we'd go and I always feared that because we we're going to Hollywood that we'd get that we'd get that snobby crowd. Yeah. And we never did. I cool. mean you just people running around with, you know, their clothes hanging off and they're all sweating and shit and makeup's running and and, and like you're saying, you bump into people and they don't care, they're having a good time. And I always kind of thought that the opposite would be the case, that Hollywood would be the snobs and San Diego would be a lot more right. down to earth, and, and it was the opposite. I remember yeah, always going to San Diego and always a bunch of people not dancing, just staring at the mm-hmm. DJ. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you here for? You know yep. what I mean? And yeah. so that's I'm, I'm. It's interesting that that has not changed. It hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, and and you mentioned sober. We were sober. Stone Cold sober. Oh, yeah. That's the first time oh. that we've gone out to a club and not even one drink. And you had a good time, so. Oh yeah, we had the best time. It was. Yeah. You hear that, kids? You hear that? <laughs> oh, service announcement. 
yeah it was, it was cool so that's interesting to hear that it's always been that way i mean from your experience it was, it was that cool. way when 15 years ago i'll have to check out more clubs in hollywood and stuff just to see that experience just to compare it mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was uh cool. and we even went to uh, we did go to one club in orange county it's probably the same place you went to um you know, some things never change. And it, ironically, now that I think of it, the club was in like a a shopping center. Was it the <laughs> triangle? I can't remember. The, tri- it, the, the shopping center is on like a, a triangle corner where like two, three streets kind of merge. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't remember. Yeah, um, but it was a small venue now that I, if I, if I mm-hmm. recall correctly. But mm-hmm. I remember it was being, it was there in Orange County. And, um, it was kind of boring now that I think of it. But anyways, um, <laughs> Hollywood was always good. It's good, good time. We went a bunch of times. It's good time. Well, and I, I tell you what, it's interesting. A lot of the big heads, like Pete Tong, obviously this guy is British through and through. He moved to L.A. like in his early 50s. When I mean, and he does the BBC radio show every every week. I mean, he's as British as British could be. He moves to L.A. Like, what? Why would you move to L.A.? Hmm. A bunch of British producers moved to L.A. Um, uh, Claude Von Stroke, the head of Dirty Bird, who who started his record label in San Francisco, he moved to L.A. I was like, really? Is the L.A. scene that big? Like, I always thought that was odd. Because San Francisco was always sort of the the epicenter of of dance music on the West Coast for throughout the 90s. Um, but I, I think it's LA now. Seems like it. Cool. Yeah. And that's it. Then I did <laughs> the, right. the podcast. There you go. Well, that's the end of the podcast. That's episode <laughs> 389. Want to go ahead and send it? Oh, do the outro, Harley. Uh, I've been your boy, Harley, saying we ride together. <laughs> man with a lot of passion in that <laughs> I was trying to remember what the fuck I'm supposed to say <laughs> when Harley Martin said we die together MCP uh, bad boys for life stop <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, what I was like oh man yeah something like that <laughs>